Welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. Today we're talking about why journaling is important. Andy, welcome back to the podcast. Awesome. A regular feature at the moment. Well, that's, that's at least two I've done this year. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, all your celebrity guests, and we have another big name announcement coming soon, so watch the space. Two or, two or three, I think. Listen to the space. Yeah, tune in. Tune, you, you, tune you, don't, you don't have to tune in anymore, do you? Oh, so this um, Steve Martin comedy I'm watching now, yeah. Only Murders in the Building, it's all based around this True Life podcast. So there's lots of talk about podcasts. And there's two older guys who's basically Steve Martin and Martin Short, around 70. But the third one in the gang is Selena Gomez, who's obviously this, this I'm not sure she's a millennial, probably younger. And so she keeps talking about pods dropping and all this stuff, and they just don't have a clue what she's on about. And just, oh, it's beautifully written. Really, really good. I got a text last night from my nan saying, have you been on the radio? Uh, because she saw my Facebook post about 200 episodes of the podcast. Oh, brilliant. Bless her. Uh, right. Come on then, Adrian Mole. Why are we talking about journaling? Well, I, I think if you'd have asked me... 15 years ago, if I journal every day, I'd have probably laughed. Um, and I'll tell you why. So the only journal I'd ever seen up to that point, I knew what a diary was. Obviously, everyone knows what a diary is. Um, the only journal I'd ever seen to that point was in the film Cruel Intentions. No, I've never seen that. Okay, so Ryan Philippi plays... Is a Frenchy one? It, it was a remake of a French film, yeah. So Ryan, Ryan Philippe, Sarah Michelle Gellar... Um, you are the famous faces. Anyway, the point being that the the lead guy in it is a bit of a dick throughout, and the lead girl in it is a dick as well, and they're constantly screwing each other over. Towards the end of the film, he passes away, and spoiler alert. Well, it, it came out twenty years ago. If you haven't as seen, as soon it, as you though. said Ryan Felipe and Sarah Michelle Gellar, I thought, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. It was it was during that time when um, she was massive, so Buffy was still on TV, so. Okay. Um, pans out he'd been writing a journal the whole time with all the truths in it and everything that happened it gets passed around at the funeral and everyone realises that his sister wasn't perfect, she's evil and but, uh, that's kind of what the film's about so that was my only experience of journaling so I thought journaling was this like weird depraved thing that sex obsessed maniacs did. Oh, there's lots of sex in it as well. Yeah, yeah it's kind oh, of right. it's kind of weird. What's it called again? <laughs> um, and then the first time I ever came across being told to journal was um, when I saw an athlete was doing it. So I was I was reading about um, Michael Johnson, the two hundred meter runner. Oh, uh, runs upright. Run, runs upright. That's him. Commentates, isn't it? and he journals every day, outlining what went well what went badly, what he intends to achieve tomorrow, and how he feels. So he always puts how he feels, so that when he reviews it, it's in context. And uh, and that sort of pricked my ears up to it. And then over time, as, as I've got older, it's, it's obviously become more and more fashionable and more and more accepted, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, to make it clear to the listeners, nothing woo-woo here. We don't do woo-woo. Um, but it's about... I guess how journaling has helped us and the clients in our coaching academy as well. Mm. Um, because to stress, 
journaling might not work for everyone. So all we're doing is inviting you to consider journaling if there are certain weak points in your business, in your work-life harmony that we'll talk about. And hopefully at the end of it, you'll think, ah, okay, yeah, I'm going to give that a go. Or think, these two guys are full of shit. Yeah, I mean, to give you like a light example of it, one, one of the ways one of our coaches kicks off his mastermind is he gives everyone in the room five minutes to write down the 10 best things that have happened in the last week or, or, or the 10 best things that have happened in the last month or whatever it might be since we last got together. And as an exercise, it's amazing how many good things have happened in that period. You always, you're always shocked at how much you can come up with. Essentially, that is journaling. Um, and if you think, you know, probably 80% of the time you're problem solving as a human is just what you do. That can sometimes be a bit of a grind and, and can lead to negative thought patterns. If you sometimes just take yourself out of that and write down all the good that's going on, what a brilliant exercise. Yeah, indeed. So I've, I've summed up three points. Okay. Do you know Let's go with number one, shall all right. we? Number one, what gets written down gets done. I probably nicked that from someone, Einstein. He said everything famous on the internet, didn't he? Um, I mean, it's basically, do you know where you're going? Sometimes we'll sit down with a new client and we'll talk about their, their vision and their strategy. And it turns out they, they haven't really got one. Um, so when they're complaining about going around in circles, mm. which a lot of business owners can, can be there, we've been there ourselves, you're going around in circles because you don't fucking know where you're going. Um, and so one of the first things we do with clients is, right, we'll, we'll nail down your 12-month strategy. Where do you want to be in 12 months' time? But then we'll break that down into actionable game plans. So it's so important to know what are say what are the quarter, the night we like working to ninety days. So what are you where do you need to be in ninety days time, mm. and so what are your big tasks each week and each day to move you towards your ninety day goal. So if I were to say to you, listener, what are the tasks, the non negotiables that you must get done today to move you closer towards your goal? Do you know, and have you written them down so you know to cross them off and make sure they get done. And I'd probably say most people would be like, uh, no, because I get caught up in the day-to-day grind and haven't actually worked on what I need to work on because yeah. they haven't got a plan. And and some people, yes, they haven't got a plan, but they don't even know what their goal is. So, like, people, an easy one to pick on, people enter the lottery. Why are you entering the lottery? Because I want to be rich. Well, that's not why. What do you want to be rich for? Well, life would be easier then, will it? So then you have to sort of get into the nuts and bolts. So what is it you really want? Well, I want to retire in a forest. I'd like to have a swimming pool and I'd like to be able to spend four days out of seven with my wife. Right. Okay. How do we move you towards that? Now, very few people do that. They're too busy thinking about the day to day. I'd like to ask people who don't enter the normal £50 million lottery why they go and enter the £200 million to get to that amount. Because £50 million is a lot. More, isn't it? That probably would be the answer, isn't it? I won't buy a ticket because it's only £50 million, But, oh, it's gone up to £200 million, I'll buy a ticket. I'll buy three. Because £50 million wouldn't be life-changing, obviously. No, well, no, that was absolutely. Bloody hell. Mad, isn't it? Um, right. What are your tasks today? What are your non-negotiables? Now, you, I know you've got your non-negotiables written on one of those cool bits of magic, paper. White, white paper, whatever you call it, stuck to the wall. Because non-negotiables, it's, it's about taking control. Because if you let, if you're 
you know, running to the beat of someone else's drum, you're definitely not going to get towards your goals. Um, so a, a big part of journaling is writing down the, these tasks that you need to get done. Sit down in the morning, write, okay, what needs to happen today? Oh, that frog, I suppose. Eat that frog we talk about a lot. An awesome read if you haven't heard of it. What's his name? Brian, Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy. <clears throat> what are your frogs? If the worst thing you had to do today was eat a frog, when would you do it? And basically eat it first thing, get it over with. So what are the big non-negotiable tasks you can get on with first? Write them down to refer to, to obviously make yourself, make you accountable to yourself and get that shit done. And just that alone can be worth journaling. Yeah. And I mean, for me as well, it's about get cutting through the noise. Like life, Every day is incredibly noisy for every person on the planet. There's there's distraction at every turn. You're being told, you know, you put on BBC, you'll be told one thing. You switch to ITV, you'll be told the complete opposite, maybe. But it's just noise, constant noise. You go on social media, then someone rings, then the doorbell goes, then bloody there's a notification comes through on Alexa. It's just constant, 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 mm-hmm. constant. And to cut through that noise and get some order, journaling is a brilliant way to get you back towards your goal, back towards your priorities, which until I journaled, if, I, if I'm entirely honest, I didn't know what my priorities were mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I thought I knew, much like everybody thinks they know. So I thought I knew, right, well, I, I'd like to be, I'd like to have financial freedom. That was one I repeated to myself quite a lot. I'd like to have financial freedom so that I don't have to worry about it anymore. And then it was like, I'd like to have a decent car. She would do a whole podcast about worrying. Yeah. I'd like to have a decent car so that I don't have to go and get it serviced all the time. I And I'd like to have an all right house. I never aspired to a mansion or anything. I'd like to have an all right house. Focus to clean. That's what everyone I know with a big house, that's all they, all they moan about. Cleaning oh, or paying friend. for cleaners. Yeah. yeah, I had to get the cleaning twice a week. Oh, shit, that's, that's, that's terrible. Woe is me. Oh. But then it was like, actually, if I thought beyond that, so because I think most people think about life in terms of what it would be like if you could take the pain away, whether that's anxiety, worry, maybe physical pain. But very few people think beyond, like, the possibility thinking. They did they, they, not many people actually sit there and go, well, what could I have? Like, what could I turn this into? And when you do that, it's such a powerful moment to be like, and so, you know, Gary V said to me um, when I was in America, he said, life's not or, it's and. It's not like if you want a nice car, you can't have a nice house. It's and. And, and that's a very material way of looking at it. But it's not like if you want to travel the world and see other cultures, you can't also have an interest in politics. It's Mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. And when you realise that, the opportunities that present themselves to you are mega. Nice. That's awesome. And my second point, uh, you've touched on it already, uh, important part of journaling is acknowledging your wins. Um, Because let's face it, we all have shit days. I'm sure even Gary Vee has has shit days Mm. a lot of a lot of people think that money's... He's had shit. a few shit days recently. So. Uh, think, yeah, they think that uh, money's the answer to everything. Um, but to look for the wins, like what you said about how your coaching sessions start, 
It could be something tiny. For some people, a win could be getting up when the alarm goes off rather than hitting snooze. So it's very, it's got, it's got to be a personal win for you. But when you've had a shit day, to sit down at the end and think, right, three wins, what about? And it could be getting up as soon as the alarm went off. It could be managing to go for a walk at lunch. But if you sit there, you will find three wins and write them down because over time, the compound effect of that, it does encourage a more, a more positive and grateful outlook. And on that point... You think gratitude is bollocks, got to be honest. On that exact point, one of my wins on Saturday was Andy completed the fun dance. Ah. So it wasn't a personal win, but I was delighted for you. Oh, that's very kind of you. And that's... Until you sort of take time to think about it, you don't realise how much joy you can pull from not just your direct wins, but the indirect ones. So you you completing the fan dance was a, was great for me. I was thinking about you as well. I I wish you were fucking doing the fan dance, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so yeah, I mean, again, like I said at the beginning, nothing woo woo about this. And, and indeed, I'm serious when I said I used to think gratitude was a load of bollocks. But sometimes when when it's, I keep going on about the day to day grind, and that's why journaling, you know, at the beginning of the day or early to the start of your day. Is important because it it sets the playing field yeah. for that day. If the first thing you do is check your phone, check your emails, that could be your day. But because you're letting go of control, right? This client wants that. A prospect's asked a question. It's like no, no, no. You need to do what you need to do, and then check your emails or get someone to check your emails. Um, and I think having that. Taking ownership in the morning is, is, you know, Robin Sharma says, own your morning, elevate your life. It's crucial. And for my routine, and for your routine, journaling plays a big part mm, in that. Yeah. And I'd say, I mean, I've been consistently journaling now for 18 months. Blimey. Probably, probably, probably longer. 12, probably longer. Maybe two years. Um, but I've just upgraded to a, it's called Mind Journal Pro but it's just a more complicated way of journaling. The direct impact it's had on my mindset, my productivity, uh, my relationships, my feelings is I could, it's not comparable to anything else. That's how powerful it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so strange. I think if, you know, a few years ago, you'd asked us both about all this kind of stuff. I'd like to think we, we we're not dismissive. We we weigh everything up, but certainly to to test something to, to you know, and if you can do something, you know, you would go all in, do a hundred percent, and the the cumulative effect of journaling, writing down those wins, thinking right, okay, I've had a crap day, um, but look 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 for those those beams of light, write it down, look at it. So when you're having a bad day, scroll through your journal. And look, win here, win here, win here, win yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and again, that that setting the precedent in the morning, because again, that's where most business owners we talk to, they go wrong that they they don't have any control because they're in that bad habit. They take their phone to bed, so the first thing they do is check socials. Oh, look at him; he's got a bloody Lamborghini. Oh, look at her; she's done this, and I should be better than them because we're in the same industry, and I know I'm better. But why aren't I successful? And you know, comparison is the thief of joy, as we keep saying. Or and Roosevelt said first, I think. Um, and oh, who's emailed me now? Oh God, this client wants that, and and that's that that could be a day fucked. It's like 
you're not even going to get onto your non-negotiables because you're running around after everyone else. And, um, and if you do think this is all bollocks, read Ollie Ollerton's book. Um, Breakpoint. I was going to say Battle Scars. That's Jason Fox, isn't it? Breakpoint. He's big into affirmations in the morning because how do you start your day? You know, so, so my affirmation is kind of like another day of wonder and opportunity. What's going to get you in the mood? What's going to get you G'd up from the moment you wake up? Or do you lie in bed hitting snooze and then you listen to the news and check your phone? Which frame of mind is going to get you off to a better start? Uh, now, Ollie Ollerton, you know, ex-SBS and um, you know, pretty tough guy, lovely bloke. He talks about this stuff. So if you do think it's woo-woo, then well, you go and tell him. <laughs> I, I won't. Yeah, I think, you know, you won't find either of us outside with a pair of rods looking for ley lines. That's not what we're not what we're saying here. We're saying about a practical technique to bring order amongst the chaos. And it's it really does do that. It really, you know, like in my journal, for example, you, you can write down your, your three achievements from the day before or your three intentions for the day ahead. Okay. And then obviously re revert back the following day. But the difference that makes, when you know what your intentions are, very hard for someone to derail your day. Because ultimately, I just won't go home until I've done the things I intend to do. Just It's, it's non-negotiable, like you say. And so someone rings up and says, oh, we're turning your internet off for four hours. But I've got a non-negotiable on my list. Right, well, I'm going to go somewhere and find some internet and get this done. Or... Well, I'm sitting there rearranging your paperclips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. going to sit here and, right, well, we might as well tidy the office then because we haven't got the internet. No, I've got mm. something on my list that has to happen, so I'm going to make it happen. And another thing in my in my journal, which isn't in everybody's, but it asks you to write down what mood you're in. So it gives you a list of ones to tick. Are you feeling angry, happy, motivated, excited, tired? But the brilliant thing is, when you go back to the day before, and you're like, oh, I really struggled to sort such and such out. It was a real ball ache. And then you look at what mood you were in. I, I was angry, irritable, and tired. It's like, well, no wonder I couldn't sort yeah. it out. That's and, good. And then the following day, oh, I was feeling positive and, and enthusiastic and motivated. Oh, suddenly all the tasks feel easy. No shit. Hell, that's, that's cool, that is. Which brings us on to point number three, which is about that, um, about that discipline. Discipline of doing it and... I mean, journaling is like, well, it's like getting out of your comfort zone. You've got to do it regularly. And for journaling, I mean daily. Because, you know, yeah. you, get, you push yourself out of your comfort zone. That's how you grow. But if you do it once a year, probably not enough. And obviously, that's where some business owners struggle. But getting out of your comfort zone could just mean a little bit. It doesn't mean fucking go balls out. I'll tell you what got me out of my comfort zone with my journal. Oh, on. was when this pro version showed up. And for every day, there was five pages. Shit. <laughs> Bloody hell. No wonder you don't come to work till midday. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think I've got past two yet, but... Blimey. I know. So, I mean, yeah, forcing you to sit down and write, well, it make, makes you think. Mm. Now, you, you already touched upon that, didn't you? The importance of, in, in, the, in today's noisy world, being able to sit down amongst all, all the... Oh, shit. All what the, I love is when Andy rubs his paper against his microphone. All the, all the noise and clutter. The question is, who dictates your day? And I think most people would realise 
it ain't them. And what's, what's, give me, right, what's nosy now? What's your morning routine? So uh, I'm up and out of bed between half five and six most days. Um, two hours after Nathan. Yeah, two hours after you don't even need to know who Nathan is. Bloody hell. Um, brush my teeth, obviously. Good to hear. Details. Um, always have a glass of water. So it's always start with a glass of water. And the first task of every day for me, rain or shine, is walk the dog. Um, so always walk the dog. Pretty much always listen to a podcast. If I'm a bit podcasted out, I'll listen to one of my playlists. Um, so that's that's the next 40 minutes. Home. What's Hannah do? Put in bed. Okay. <laughs> She's not as fully on board the journaling process as, as I am, let's say. Um, she managed to go back to sleep then? Or just get up really quiet? She doesn't even wake up, yeah. Um, some, literally sometimes the dog jumping on her is the thing that wakes her up. Blimey. So um, then I have a breakfast shake, uh, which is a relatively new thing. But prior to that, I just didn't have breakfast. Um, and then I do my journaling. I do 15 minutes breathing slash meditation slash bit of both. So how long does your journaling take? Very rarely more than 15 minutes. I'd say when I'm feeling particularly negative, I spend longer on it on purpose. When I'm feeling positive, it flows. There we go, guys. Anyone who thinks they're super busy and hasn't got time to journal, get up 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. So by the time I've done all of that, we're we're at like half seven. Um, Hannah's up. Animals get fed. And at the minute, I go to the gym on my way to work. Um, and then I'm still in the office before nine at the moment. So Nice. That sounds like a good routine to me. Yeah, no, it's definitely good for headspace. So, I mean, so obviously, a lot of this comes down to that ownership again. You have to make that choice to be responsible for this. If you decide to hit snooze, to lie in bed, to get up at half eight and just rush straight out the door to go to work, then, you know, nothing we can do about that. So and, it is making the time, isn't it? To be clear, everyone has one of those days. It just happens to everyone. Some people less than others, but everybody <coughs> everybody has one of those days. We're not saying you have to be superhuman or, or, you know, not feel sad sometimes or not feel completely knackered sometimes. That, that happens. But it's about giving yourself the best possible chance. And something we talk to our team about is when you show up to a meeting, or you show up to a work day, or you show up to a task, are you in the best possible place to give it your all? What could you have done to be better? And if you're not recording that by journaling or note-taking or actively monitoring your activity, you'll never know. It'll just be a feeling, and you can't make decisions based on feelings. And then, again, before you know it, you suck back into the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. And as soon, something we haven't touched on, but I think, is a really important point. So there's two things that can derail you, mostly. One is other people. So you let them derail you. And you're letting them derail you. But And the other is yourself. So if you haven't set your intentions or you don't know what your direction is, it will be your ego that takes over. So it will be you'll start doing things that 
give i think we've talked on another podcast about quick dopamine hits mm-hmm. but you'll start doing things that give you that quick hit so you'll be like oh i'll just have a look at the bank balance because i know there's loads of money in there or i'll go and raid the fridge and have some chocolate because i'm twiddling my thumbs and you'll really notice yourself starting to do it or you'll do all your easy tasks and leave and procrastinate on your hard ones because you haven't got any intention mm-hmm. and and the the biggest battle ultimately is always with yourself. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I think when it comes down to things like worrying or, or boredom or anger, these sort of negative emotions, it's because they haven't got anything to focus on. Mm. They don't know what to focus on. What do you want to do with your business? Earn more money. What, really? And, and, and how are you going to measure that? Yeah. Now, if, you're, if your primary goal is to earn money, It'll never be enough. Yeah. I want a million. What happens if you hit a million? Oh, I want three million. And then you keel over. Well, that was worth it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, if you're if you're serving the people you need to help well, the, the money will come. Well, I mean, I've said multiple times, and you've seen me say in rooms of successful business owners, you know, millionaires, my measure of success is how content I feel. Not how happy I feel, how content, content. I feel. Yeah. And I've still... Most people struggle to understand that. <coughs> they say, well, why don't you want to be happy? And I say, because the only direction from happiness is down. And, it's, it's, mm. and I don't mean, don't mean joyful. Like, there is a subtle difference. I think you can feel great joy in being content. Content and fulfillment is... Well, I don't know if I, I mentioned it to you. I don't know if I said it on a podcast. When uh, I got a new gaming keyboard for Maddie for her birthday, you know, she was over the moon. I said, remember... You know, today this is happiness. Mm. In a week's time, it will just be a keyboard, and and I think it's sunk in like that. And and uh, Stephen Bartlett's book, Happy, Sexy Millionaire, is yeah. it? Really, really good. To, gets across the difference between sort of, you know, ha- happy and pleasure and and actual fulfilment. Yeah. And there, there's a phrase he uses. I don't know if he, someone else's quote or, or it's his own about um. Something to do like contempt of fulfillment. No matter what's going on, this is how you feel. It keeps you keeps you level, rather than the ups and downs of happy and sad, happy and sad, happy and sad. Um, yeah, and, and it's think, in big print as well, which uh, I like. And like the joy of journaling is it helps you with your decision making because your decision making is always distorted if you're on a high or a low. So if you're particularly negative or angry, you'll probably make a bad decision. But equally, if you're excited and overly happy, you'll make a bad decision yeah. too. Yeah. You, you start to believe you're in bullshit, that kind of thing. Mm. And actually, it's getting yourself level. And that's a a real skill that, you know, I don't think anybody ever masters it because you have to work on it constantly. But it it brings quite a lot of peace, I'd say. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And again, in a crazy world, uh, we all need a bit of peace. Um, there's something, so I just want to quickly touch upon. Um, we call it the hot hand technique. Mm. Um, if uh, if you're sceptical about journaling, here's a test. Uh, put 30 minutes on the clock on, a, on, on your stopwatch. Get out a big notepad and start writing down what you envisage yourself doing in three months' time. Uh, sorry, three months. In three years' time. Um, and the only condition is your pen cannot leave the paper. You have to write solidly for 30 all, minutes. All joined up. Even if it's like, I don't know what to write at the moment, you've got to carry on writing because it's amazing. So so I do this probably about every six months. 
yours has got quite consistent now, hasn't it? So yeah, so mine now is sort of leveled out. That so so this is where I want to be in three years' time. So it's like you know, what are the kids doing? Where do I live? What's a day consist of? What are we the, doing with the this business? This is how Andy broke the news to me that he's leaving this. Was was the hot pandemic? Oh yeah, well get 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 my my house in Marbella. No, it's not Devon, I think. Um, and that's just the power of writing, and it's almost like it, it taps into your subconscious. So again, if you're thinking, oh, I don't know about this journaling thing. Oh, I'm not sure I want to commit to journaling because again, you've got to make that commitment. Oh, maybe I'll do a bit of journaling. Mm. No, you've got to commit to doing it every day, and that's like what do you say, 15 minutes. But maybe start with this 30-minute exercise to see what the power of writing down your thoughts can have. And it's, it's, it's amazing to look back and think, wow, that's actually what I really want. I thought it was X, but it actually turns out it's Y. Mm. And then maybe in six months' time, do the hot hand technique again and see what it comes up with. But that's, I mean, I've got to be honest, I, I really thought this would be a waste of time. But when I did it, and for a start, it really hurts your wrist because writing for 30 minutes, I mean, fucking hell, I haven't done that since I was at school. Um, but it, it's amazing what it, what it shows you. And so that might be a good way to kickstart your journaling. And it's really interesting, you and I, there's, both of us have done this, this task and uh, there's nothing material on the, there's not, it's a very surprising how little material stuff comes out of your pen. I mean, you just add like, Two Porsches and a, and a Ferrari. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Nice one. A rusty old bicycle. Yeah, um, it's it's funny because um, one of my favourite reads is still Felix Dennis's How to Get Rich, and basically the whole book is about you don't want to be super rich because of all the baggage it comes with. You don't want to be like crying on your bicycle either, but uh, he was at his happiness at his happiest was most contented when he was like writing poetry and, and doing his oil painting. Um, a lot of people say, oh, all right for him to say, he's a multimillionaire. All right for Stephen Bartlett to say, you know, being rich isn't all it's cracked up to be because he is really rich. Well, you've got to be fucking really poor and really rich to know the difference. If you're not really rich, how can you comment about what it's like to be really rich? You've got to know both sides of it. Yeah, the, I uh, think Gary Vee said a variation on that the other day. He said, I'd rather be happy on a bicycle than crying in a Porsche. And I, was, and I thought that's that's a really powerful way of, putting it because what he's saying is that that he wants to be fulfilled first and and obviously he does know what you know he's from eastern mm. europe and then he knows what it's like to be poor and to be financially wealthy and uh and he knows what it's like to be wealthy and sad and wealthy and happy it's it's, it's interesting yeah it's weird all those all that shit your parents used to tell you about money won't buy your happiness and all this stuff it's like um Turns out, you've, like most things, your parents are right about. So like 3,000 years yeah. worth of knowledge passed down through the generations, yeah. and we're all going, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's some, something I have a daily conversation with my, with my daughters about. But money obviously does buy you freedom. It buys you choices. Um, and what you do with that, you know, the experiences you have, the people you help. I was uh, going to say that the wealthy people we know, the best thing they buy is time. Yeah. They pay other people to do the things they don't want to do so they can do the experiences they want to do. Yeah. Um, and and there's a difference because there are people out there, you know, lots of people go on quite fancy honeymoons nowadays. But chances are whilst they're on that honeymoon, they're also worrying about what's happening at home where I guess truly wealthy people can pay people to look after yeah, that yeah. stuff whilst they're away. And 
So yeah. in summary, I've written down questions that uh, the dear listeners might might want to ask themselves when it comes to journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I have four questions here. It is, if you're considering journaling, do you know where you're going? Do you know what task, tasks must happen to get you there? How many wins are you acknowledging? Or does your day seem like all grind? And then who's in control of your day? And if that's making you think, then journaling could be just a ticket. Um, mm. But our Stay Hungry journal, you Is know it? this, Joel, it's free in our 90-day coaching program. Visit andyandjoel.com to find out all the details. You've been listening to the Stay Hungry podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave us a review. I'll love you forever. Visit andyandjoel.com if you want to know more about our coaching. We'd love to hear from you. Take care, everyone.